Welcome to the American Made and Paid Show, the home of free speech and independent thought. The big story is freedom of speech is really in trouble. The far left knows that at any time they can call for a sponsor boycott of anyone they despise. It is right here, right now, where you'll get your weekly dose of unfiltered truth. It's non-negotiable. Pre-existing conditions will be protected. This president has said this as a candidate. Insight. Very few people I know could have handled it. We can never, ever let this happen to another president again. An information that challenges the American way of life. Welcome, everybody, to the American Made and Paid Show. Zach here, back with Professor Dreg. There's a lot of things we can talk about here as the Democrat Party kind of moves further and further left, not just with the Democrat squad, with a lot of their statements, but also how one of the Democrat forerunners like Joe Biden is actually putting forth something that's going to be more global in its nature. This is definitely what we would interpret at least from you know trump's perspective as a uh, a bit of a punchback when it comes to nationalism and everything joe biden actually said certain things that i want to bring up real quick and that he promised to organize a big global summit for democracy to renew the spirit and shared purpose of the nations of the free world and it would be basically to fight back against nationalism illiberal tendencies authoritarianism i wanted to bring this up because it's still the same whole tower of babel type stuff i think whether we want it or not right inevitably that's where the world is sliding towards and um we just wanted to get some of your thoughts on that it's just the same globalist uh globalist push i should say you know oh no i can't hear you now your your mic is like all the way down you got to turn it up can you hear me now yeah that's yeah (laughs) okay cool so when i actually hear what you just said I automatically jump into economics because that's that's what it boils down to. It's it's Joe Biden trying to control the economy, but this whole global democracy, whatever. How can one country or one person control the entire planet's democracy? You, you know that just doesn't make any sense, and uh, unless you control their economy. If you can control their economy, well, you know, then you can control their quote unquote democracy. That's what lobbyists do. And it sounds that that's what Joe Biden is literally trying to do. He's working on behalf of, you know, the, the, because I wanted to find globalists because you hear a lot of people saying that, oh, the globalist Biden's open, working o- for the Open global. borders, open borders, kind of basically taking down you know, they don't believe in borders. They want uh, American identity to be compromised. It's not something that's going to be nationalist and its tendencies, which is conserving, conserving, right? Like it's the opposite of conservatism of what we're talking about. So, which is why a lot of these rights get violated. That's why you won't hear them talk about anything in regards to crimes done by illegal aliens or um, reinforcement of constitutional values, because you need constitutional values to maintain national borders. You just do, right? Part of the whole Voting Rights Act, a lot of these things are all inherent and part of conservatism. And why I bring this up, because progressives have conservative tendencies, whether they want to acknowledge it or not. That's the thing, too. Tim Poole is a perfect example of this. (laughs) He really is. He's a hard leftist, but he's, 
he claims to be center left and he doesn't agree with any of the uh, Democratic candidates except for Andrew Yang and Tulsi Gabbard. And uh, no, not Tulsi Gabbard, the, the chick from Hawaii. What's her name again? Tulsi it Gabbard. Tulsi? Okay, yeah. yeah, so it's Tulsi Gabbard. So he agrees with both of them, but he agrees with Trump more than any other candidate beyond those two. And he still won't vote for Trump. He'll just stick with the Democrats. And that's just what progressives do. And uh, most of them are, uh, God, I mean, well, the listeners know who progressives are at this point. Right. But I, I don't want to just gloss over the term globalists because globalists. <laughs> wait, hold on. I'll, anyway, so a globe, globalist, it's, it's, they're actually corporations, whether it's for defense contracts, because our weapons are actually made in the private sector. Right. You know, our jets, our tanks, you know, they're made in the private sector. So everything is privatized. So when we say corporations, it's not just corporations like Volkswagen or Mercedes or General Motors or Toyota. It's also companies like, um, um, you know, like any, like, like, like Boeing or Lockheed Martin, you know, those, those are globalist companies, right? Google. Well, that's, that's an obvious one, <laughs> but you know what I mean? So Joe Biden is literally working on behalf of corporations that have no regard to any human rights. And it's I think that I, I'm glad you bring that up because that widens the perspective a little bit. Constantly, you'll hear Democrat, Democrat pushes, right? Democrat policy reform is all about dismantling monopolies, right? Not giving corporations so much power. But in reality, because like take defense contracts, for example, right? They work in the interests of a global agenda, even though people don't know it. So people will talk about how, oh, we're going to have disregard for this type of stuff. But what I'm trying to say is I, to collect my thoughts here. He's running on the antithesis of all of that, but people just don't know any better. Well, but think about this. What is the dream of every progressive? Answer, the government to control every aspect of your life. But since the people, we like just as Americans or, or, or Christians or whatever, we hate the government. We do. Most Christians really believe God first, God before anything sure. It's God first, family second or something like that. Every progressive knows this. So what do you do? You get the people addicted to their services like Tinder or whatever's on, whatever apps are on like friends with, um, what's that? The, the candy crush friend saga, right. whatever it is. You get addicted to that. And while they collect your data and all that other, like the people are willingly giving away their data for free. And therefore you can control every aspect of their life. Google has that ability. Facebook has that ability. And the government wants that ability. So what's the closest thing Joe Biden can dream of? Fascism. So if the government can control- Owning Facebook, the means of production. And yeah, I see yeah, it. That makes Facebook perfect sense. Wow, third okay. party. Third party. Yeah, team. yeah. 
progressive globalist agenda and that's what globalists are globalists See, if, are- if if you are truly a conservative right and this is why i kind of make sense of this now a lot of conservatives who get deplatformed by the left get deplatformed by facebook and everything complain about a violation of free speech the reason why that never really bothers me is because i've always believed that these are their platforms they own it facebook has every right to kick you off if they want to and people like, you know, Laura Loomer will complain that, oh, Facebook took away my profile. Now I can't do anything. Well, that's just the way it is. The whole, or you can create your own Facebook. Or you create your own. Exactly. You, de- you develop your own platform. Well, people say, well, I just don't want to do it. Well, you know what? You're playing by their rules because they own the platform. I don't think, here's the thing, even though I don't think it's right, I, what I disagree with with Facebook is when there's a clear bias, right? Where certain forms of speech get censored. Like if it's, if it's heavy left-leaning and there's pedophilia, hey, they'll, they'll run that stuff, right? But they won't run it if you're nationalist, if you're conservative. If, if the standard applied to those folks as well, then I could get behind that. That's what I disagree with. But at the same time, Facebook has a right to run its platform the way they want to. And you, in a weird way, you got to play by their rules. And if you don't want to, then don't, don't have any part in it. Don't get on Facebook. Don't use it. That's my, you, you know. are correct. But the thing is, it is amazing though, because what, like, I want to add to what you say, because I know this is not what you meant, but let's just pretend, because I, I could hear some idiots in the background saying, oh, so is, is Zach saying if a conservative is a pedophile, that that's the only time uh, Facebook will go against it? And pedophilia is good or so if it's for the right, what are you trying to say? No, but the point is this Facebook is supposed to be a neutral platform. It's, 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 uh, but they're actually a publisher. They are literally mm-hmm. a publisher, but they're hiding behind these laws that protect the phone company that protect the cable companies because they're not just providing you know, access to the internet. There literally are publishers, but somehow, some way they get protections like if they're not. And that's why I can't stand Facebook because they're skating the rules. They're, they get all of these protections because there's a thing, you know, in theory, conservatives do have a right to sue for discrimination. Sure. And be- because they have protect, because you know, basically, Facebook is protected under First Amendment uh, um, rights, the same way uh, First Amendment um, practice, the same way AT and T is protected by the uh, by um, by uh, the First Amendment. Sure, you know, they they just, they just are. Uh, uh, God, because I'm not really explaining it good enough. But long story short the phone company has to provide every single person with a telephone regardless of what they're going to do with that telephone. If they're going to commit. Yeah. Yeah. I've always wondered that because phone companies, it's like, man, that almost seems like a right. You know, they give you access to a telephone. That's just, everybody has that protected. It's protected by the government. So you have, okay. So the government and long story short, the root of why those companies get protected comes from the first amendment. Uh, all of those rights, because that's what they're providing services, you know, to any and all people for whatever purpose, whether it's religious purposes or, you know, 
they need to communicate basically. So they're helping people with their communications and communications is a protected right. Right. But when Facebook does something and they limit access to people for the way they communicate, then they become a publisher like a newspaper, sure. like the newspaper, like there's freedom of the press. Right. Yeah. Right. But a newspaper can be sued if they don't have counterpoints or they slander you. So, you know, and, and that's the difference between Facebook and like Facebook can never be sued for slander. Right. Or they can't be, obviously they can't be sued for discriminating against the right because, mm-hmm. you know, they, they hide all oh, our rules of terms of service. Yeah. But see, AT&T doesn't have that because they are not a publisher. They are a service. They're a public. They're called. It's called public utility, but technically, it's not really because the phone is not a public utility. Like you don't have a right to a telephone. You really don't. But somehow, some way, it's a public utility, and that's the part you know. But so Facebook and Google. It's kind of like if Facebook. Think of it like I think of it to to give extend on your example to get our listeners to understand. It's like getting the it's like having the right to the post office. You know what I mean? It's just like what if a, the post office found out you were just some guy and they just refused to send your packages? Because that's technically what it is, right? Think yeah. about when people get kicked off of payment processors. Can you imagine getting kicked off by PayPal and then eventually getting kicked off by like Mastercard or Visa? Like those guys will not run your transactions yeah, because of that. And, and and like it, it would be like the post office saying, you know what, you're not going to receive mail and you're not going to be able to send mail. If you really think about it, that is because these things have become public utilities in our lives over time. You don't have a right to them, but you kind of need them. Like you need a billing address. You need a shipping address. You just need that stuff. Like how are you going to, if anything, right? Say you don't want to live with a telephone. You need an email. I just got to be plain and simple. Every platform on the internet, what does it require? An email. To sign up for anything, you need an email. So, But that's the thing. Literally, this is a literal example. Emails have replaced the telephone. They just have. The internet has effectively made phones ineffective, which is why they're smartphones. Smartphones are not telephones. They are computers with the ability to call people. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing. That's absolutely correct. And, 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 you know, oh, man, I'm telling you now, it's amazing what Facebook is doing or what any or YouTube or anybody's doing. Well, you won't. They can get away with that. Well, here's the thing, though. The the reason why people don't really, I guess they, there's not a lot of awareness around this unless you're in conservative circles, is because it oftentimes gets ignored. People get deplatformed before they even have a chance to really spread it out and have the masses understand about the brainwashing, right, or the manipulation of information that's going on. And that's the point, is to because a lot of people don't know this. You know, you don't get to two over two billion users on the internet unless you to some degree could understand what information gets transferred and transmitted to certain people and what doesn't like i'm willing to bet that with like the new zealand mosque shootings right man Mm -hmm. that is specifically ranked in facebook to go to more people why 
because of Islamophobia. That's a leftist thing, right? People think, ah, oh, we're anti-guns now. So they're pushing an agenda. But like if a bunch of Christians get shot, like yeah. here's the thing. The not the Notre Dame Cathedral ranked for what? Like one day? And that was it. That was it. And yet See, Christian hate crimes are Christians are more persecuted in this world than Jews or Muslims. It's a fact. And what's funny is how it does not get reported. And yeah. for examples like that, it's just amazing how people don't treat Facebook as a publisher. They have to treat them as a publisher. They're not a public utility. So they should not get public utility protections. They shouldn't because they are not open for all. They're not. But anyway, so I, I want to get back to uh, Biden. And the reason why what you brought up is so important, because believe it or not, Ted Cruz and AOC agree, and they're trying to pass legislation that politicians cannot become lobbyists once they leave office. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and that's important because Joe Biden literally... And this is literal. This is not a, like, that's not a metaphorical speech. It's not a dog whistle. It's a literal communications to all lobbyists and saying, hey, look, lobbyists of the world, I'm Joe Biden. I need your money to get your agenda across. And <laughs> that's, that's literally what he's saying. Right. That is the literal translation to what he's saying. He's making a call because, look, Joe Biden is the front runner more than likely he's going to get the nomination why because kamala harris has no stances she's a horrible person she's going to be destroyed by trump everybody recognizes that because dude can you imagine trump bringing up <laughs> willie brown hey you banged willie brown you were uh, a mistress of willie <laughs> that's all brown. that's all it would take that's all it would take and yeah no trust me and when they start showing a picture of old willie brown in his 80s oh my god <laughs> and then they're going to say, you banged that old ass dude. Wow. How do not, I mean, the thing is, how do more people don't know that? I mean, I guess people would justify it by going, well, they were dating, so it doesn't matter. But he was married and he literally, Willie Brown literally said this in a Sacramento interview uh, for the, some kind of like a Sacramento press, uh -huh. uh, um, like gala. And Willie Brown goes, yeah, I was, uh, I was having an affair with, with um, Kamala Harris and, and then I got her a position in my office when he was lieutenant governor. <laughs> That's I, funny. I, 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 I like how Willie Grant Brown, because he's old now, he just doesn't care anymore. So he can just say these things. <laughs> like, I helped you then, but uh, yeah, you know, I was married, had that affair, we banged, you know, no, but, gave yeah, you a job. No, but you know what? Him being old, it might have just slipped down like, yeah, no, because the way he said it. <laughs> That's what I'm referring to because I remember seeing that in an interview where he says it so nonchalantly. That's yeah. the funny part about it. It's not the fact that it like went down, but it's like, I just don't care anymore. So, so it's almost like, you know how like an old man will just like rant and just like let random things slide. It's like, I can't think because I'm old. It's not, <laughs> but that's, that's kind of what's going on here is. But you know what's really funny? He just flat out admits that they're yeah. having an affair. And then after they had the affair, like when they were having, then he got the position. It wasn't like she got the job first. It was she had the affair. Then he got, she got the job. 
And that's what makes it so amazing. I'm thinking, oh my goodness, this is insane. <laughs> but yeah, there's no way Kamala Harris is going to win. What's her name? Elizabeth Warren. What did she do today? Um, she She's a senator. Something. Yeah, you know, but she did something silly. Uh, well, we talked about student debt yesterday, right? And that's well, her. No, 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 but she did, literally did something today about immigrants or something like that. Like, um, I haven't checked it out, but yeah, I, I forgot. But she just she ain't gonna win because she, she, you know, on top of the student debt, she she made something else, and, and she's basically trying to do something with the illegals and, and just help them <laughs> in. But, no, but look, if you know anything about Mexicans, Mexicans hate. Guatemalan immigrants. They hate El Salvadorian immigrants. Every Mexican in Mexico, they know this. They hate immigration. They hate all these illegal immigrants. That's, in the old days, they used to just shoot them. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, and when I say old days, that's like the 80s and the 90s. So, but, you, you know, they don't do that anymore, obviously, because... So let, let's go back to Biden and, 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 and Kamala Harris and all this, because this is all very, very... When we when we talked about the globalist aspect, right, dismantling American nationalism, because that's what he's basically running on. Can, can't really imagine anything else he'd be for. I mean, he was Obama's vice president, so it's only reasonable that he'll have some of the same sentiments. Well, it's it funny goes how, back to what you just said. Think about it. He is trying... What? what okay, so the number one question any normal sane person would ask what does the United States have to do with global democracy? Every country is a sovereign country. So why, why is Joe Biden advocating or saying anything about global democracy? What, how is that? How does that even impact the United States? You know, seriously. Well, what, what, so, but nobody asked those types of questions. So that's why people need to understand this is the literal call for lobbyists to lobby him from all over the world, all over the world. Because I see, no, no, you're right. Cause that, that's basically like him sending a pager out like, Hey, give me money. Cause I'm going to, you know, I'm going to strip away American sovereignty for this. Right. Yeah. Not just, not just uh, American sovereignty, but seriously, can you imagine like, cause I, cause I know people don't want to think about this, but, you know, when they when people hear Kaiser, they think, oh yeah, that's uh, Kaiser Permanente health, uh, good health providers. But believe it or not, Kaiser Permanente were the ones that built the ovens for the Jews in in in, in, in oh, Germany. No. I'm not kidding. That wait, I gotta look that up. That's yeah, crazy. look it up. And they have those same Kaiser ovens in on Shark Island in Africa. How do you know this stuff? That's so uh, random. That's so tr- that's that's like one of the most trivial things. Like, turns out, um, yeah, founded by Henry Kaiser and uh, Sidney Garfield. Wait, oh no, you're not wrong. <laughs> I'm never wrong, my friend. <laughs> Wait a minute, I gotta look this up. I gotta look this up. So. Dude, and if you look at Shark Island in Africa, it's amazing. Like before they tested it on the Jews, they had this place called Shark Island and uh, they built the ovens there and they were cooking all them Africans in that spot first. <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing, but <laughs> that's horrible. Well, because dude, that's how horrible people are. 
Like, dude, people just don't care. Like, I'm telling you, I've seen some bad, bad people in my time. But, the, but it's amazing what Kaiser has done. And they're just as bad as they've ever been, but they pretend not to be bad. And that's the scary thing. So you have all of these people pushing this agenda with Muslims and whatever, because think about it, in the old days, and that's why I, I think I said it here, but if people look up the Grand Mufti of Jerusalem and Adolf Hitler, their connection and how the Grand Mufti of Jerusalem was uh, influencing Hitler as his spiritual guide, then you'll know why they attacked the Jews, how the Arabs went and attacked the Jews in, in Russia and blah, 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 blah. It wasn't just Hitler. It was, he wasn't just acting alone. He had Kaiser. He had all these people behind him. And, uh, and that's the thing. Joe Biden is literally begging for international lobbyists to interfere in our elections. And he's not even shy about it, but how, what does he call it? Global democracy. So this is, this is amazing. This is a, such a great example of pot calling the kettle black because everybody blames <laughs> Trump's <laughs> win on Russian collusion when in reality, Democrats ask for it. <laughs> yeah, but you know, the amazing thing is, is AOC recognizing it and calling it out. That's what's so bizarre. And I'm thinking... Aren't you the chick that's an actress that was that some lobbyist did this for you? You know, the guy from the, the Young Turks and all his lobbyists. Yeah, yeah but, 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 but that, that's the thing about progressives is they can never keep their values consistent. The reason why it works in this advantage is because Joe Biden's an old white man. You can't have that. You got to have your brown lady. Yeah, she wants it for herself. Yeah, no, no, Which, but it's not just that. It, you, if you put any progressive up against if you want to talk about public opinion here and do Joe Biden next to Kamala Harris, they will pick Kamala Harris over Joe Biden simply because of identity politics. That's how yep. they play. So no, it has but, nothing to, you know what I mean? That's how no, it works. But, no, but see, but this is this perfect segue for that Jamaican lady. Yes, going I was going to say, <laughs> and here's the thing. The reason why I think a lot of people are excited for what's her name. Her name's uh Sheree Murray, right? She just announced yesterday. If you guys haven't checked out this Republican, uh, State New York State right now state legislator person she's running for Congress challenging yeah, AOC but here's the thing I will say this right now because conservatives and Democrats feel the same way if that lady were a white lady she would not get as much attention as she's getting now and I'm just being honest I think the I think she looks great I don't know much about her but the rise to, to the rise to to the top is because. This woman, she may be very capable. I'm not saying she's not, but Sheree Murray fits the diversity quota of New York and happens to be a Republican. So she's even more loved because of the fact that, hey, you're not just some typical white lady. You're a, an immigrant from Jamaica challenging AOC. What better candidate? And I'm saying this as a good thing. I'm like, if she were a white lady, would she win? No, you and I both know there's no way that would fly. But because she's a Jamaican immigrant and she happens to be well-spoken and competent, I think she's got a shot, even though well, you know it's 70% Democrat in that area. <laughs> no, no, but she's going to win because everybody knows Jamaicans. Because Jamaica, okay, so this is like a joke, like an Eddie Murphy joke, or I forgot who it was, Richard Pryor or Eddie Murphy. 
but it's an old school joke and everybody on the streets knows this. And this is why only African-Americans can get reparations and not like foreign, like Jamaicans or anybody else. Nigerians, Jamaicans, none of those. But, but here's the thing. Uh, the doors are open for African immigrants. They just are. And, and everybody, like the joke that Eddie Murphy told or Richard Pryor was, you know, Jamaicans, if you know anything about Jamaicans, Jamaicans have, they're not happy with just 12 jobs because, you know, they, they, if they don't have 18, 19 jobs, they're, they're, they're unhappy people. They have to be working and they always making money, da, 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 da. But that's the, Everybody knows that's how Jamaicans are. But in reality, Jamaican women work hard like that. And the men, they just get high. And because uh, like Jamaican men are known for smoking weed and banging white girls because white girls love the accent. You know? <laughs> no, because just, just Jamaicans have like, it's not like an English British accent, but it's like a, like an island type yeah. of accent or something like that. And, uh, you know, just the girls like, like, you know, they like Tahiti. They like, uh, you know, the Bahamas. It's just a romantic area. So when those black dudes talk like that, you know, the Jamaican said, you know, it's, but the guys, if we're just going with stereotypes, the women, they never sleep. They just work 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Even when they're sleeping, they're, they're thinking about a job. <laughs> But that's how it is on the streets. And I'm telling you now, this woman is going to win because if you just look, the Queens, the Bronx, they're all ghetto. It's just reality. So stereotypes is going to help this lady win because AOC is a Puerto Rican. Everybody, no, I, I can't, I shouldn't say this, but Puerto Ricans are known for being lazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not <laughs> happen. So you got a woman who has a stereotype of working hard and that's all they do. They don't lie. They don't steal. They work hard. And Puerto Ricans are the opposite of Jamaicans. They're liars. They're thieves. Okay, come on now. That's going to trigger some but folks. It's the truth. That's just, how, look, that's how we survive. Like, you got to survive on stereotypes. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like when you hear me talk, everybody used to call me Oreo. Because of how I spoke, black on the outside. I'm not going to lie. The first time we ever spoke on the phone, I had a hard time believing you were a black guy. <laughs> no, but no, but that's just the reality. It's Everybody has those stereotypes because I'm non-threatening. To any dude on the street, I'm non-threatening because of my voice. They go, oh, you're educated. you damn right I am, so listen. <laughs> but, and they do. I can walk into any like town hall you know, for black. Because like, you know, there's something here in the Fillmore. I started speaking and everybody, let the educated brother speak. <laughs> and that's because one dude starts rhyming, right? And then some other black guys, man, don't start rhyming. So I just, that's when I started speaking, when that dude was rhyming. And then anyway, so then, you know, when they're trying to cut me off, the other dudes just said, nah, let the educated brother speak and blah, blah, blah. So if you're educated, speak like me. The stereotype is I'm an Oreo. Like, I don't have any street experiences. I grew up in a white way, and that's why I speak white. <laughs> but, and it's the same thing with Puerto Ricans. Puerto Ricans, negative stereotypes, but it's true. They're known for liars. I mean, come on. They always carry knives. They don't even carry guns. If you're going to, you know, if you're in a Puerto Rican neighborhood, you're going to get stabbed. You might not get shot, but you're going to get stabbed. Everybody knows it. 
So it's just how it goes. They don't work. They know how to steal cars. They, they know how to work on cars, steal cars, and they can stab you. And they're lazy. Jamaicans, hardworking. They don't care what kind of work they'll do. They could be janitors, washerwomen, washing dishes. They don't care. As long as they're working, they're going to be working. You know, driving cabs and, and, and like in between fares, they're going to wash some clothes. <laughs> That's what Jamaicans do. She's so, so she's going to win based on that? <laughs> well, I mean, because come on. I mean, unless they bring in. The only way this Jamaican is going to lose is if they start shipping in people who don't live in Queens or the Bronx. Because everybody loves stereotypes in those areas. It's just how, it's, this isn't like Albany, New York, you know, or, or uh, even Long Island. Long Island is not really New York. It's, it's like a fancy spot of New York. So, you know, oh man, the Bronx, Brooklyn. Queens in the Bronx, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's all based on stereotypes. You know, everybody knows it. The Italians think a certain way. Everybody thinks a certain way. You know what I mean? Like every Italian, they all want to be mobsters. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's the truth. They all love spaghetti. It's just the truth. Everybody knows it. They love pasta. <laughs> they just do. Dude, I'm like, if this lady loses, it's only because they were cheating. <laughs> I guarantee you this. New York is one of the most stereotypical places on the planet. I love New York. <laughs> I love it. But, you know, it's not a place for kids. You can't raise your kids there. But <laughs> it's just like San Francisco, though. I mean, San Francisco, I mean, but now it's like San Francisco's literally turned because like Manhattan used to be the place for, you know, like, the, I don't want to call them gays. Um, well, the why? Um, okay, so... The, well, one thing I want to add to this while you're thinking of that is the reason yeah. why I think this is also fitting is because if you don't vote for this lady, because I, I know how leftists think. I know how people who don't have brains think when they're progressives and they're in New York. If you didn't vote for this lady, right, the only reason that most people wouldn't vote for her is because of party affiliation. That would be the only yeah. thing in, in, in New York. But my hunch is this. She will win because I think she's well-spoken. I think people are sick of AOC. She costs them jobs. She's right. All the claims that she made in her campaign video, she, she's correct on. So if people are smart, and even though she's a Republican, a lot of these leftists are going to think, if I don't <clears throat> vote for her, I'm either stupid or I'm a racist. And the thing is, both are true. If you really think about it, if you vote for AOC, it's not because you're racist because she's black. You are costing your community jobs. And you're giving it all to a congressperson who wants a raise. Well, That's racism. Yeah. That is real racism because yeah. you are literally taxing your community to give your AOC, your poster girl, more money. That is racism in itself. Check this out. Your poster girl looks very white. But this Jamaican broad, she got the nappiest hair you will ever see. I mean, her afro ain't even combed right. It's nappy. Like she has real naps in that head. You don't get any blacker than this woman. Yeah. I mean, she's not dark, but she's light-skinned. Sure, but, 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 but that's what I'm saying. In a leftist mindset, progressives are going to look at that and go, oh, all the diversity checkboxes are checked, and she can speak well, and she, you know what? She's not going to cost us jobs. See, that's, I think people in the Bronx are sick 
of that. You know, they're just like, man, like this AOC girl's cool because she's young, she's hip. I'll vote for her, but she's just a complainer. Oh, I can't pay off my student loans with $190,000 a year. I want to raise in Congress. I want the Green New Deal to cost us all 25,000 jobs in my area. People like you are, you're, you're actually either stupid or racist if you vote for AOC. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say it right now. But here's the other thing, too, because this Jamaican knows, and you hate to say things like this, but most black people, and this is just how reality is, they're not even qualified to go to college. So when this woman speaks and say, hey, look, man, uh, I will get you guys job training, real job training. I don't know much because I don't know anything really about New York other than the stereotypes and crime stuff. But I don't know anything about the economy over there <clears throat> other than, you know, like if I have to open up a bar, I could do it. But as far as what normal people do, working at McDonald's or I, yeah, I have no idea. But, uh, but she knows New York. Right. Dude, she's she she's successful. She I don't want to say she's a millionaire, but she's pretty rich, and she's ghetto. Well, I don't want to say ghetto fabulous, but there's this thing called ghetto fabulous. When when you make it in the ghetto and you're rich, like you got the best house, the best cars, and you did it legitimately, and she could show all these other people how to do it. And I guarantee you now, when when uh, AOC is talking crazy, like, oh, I'm going to get you guys all in college. They don't give a fuck about college. Want to know why? Because they don't, they don't even barely graduated high school. You know what I mean? Like the, when they graduate with their GED. Yeah. They, 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 look, a GED basically says I'm smarter than a seventh grader. Well, That's also another GED. thing is a lot of what she's running on is borrowed money. These people don't have problems with student loans. They got problems with welfare. And that's the thing that AOC is doing, <clears throat> projecting too much of her own problems onto her constituents. You know what that tells people like you and me and people who are in that community? This girl don't know us. She's not. A, she doesn't know how we live. That, that is what's exactly. going through their heads. They're going, wait a minute. This girl's whining about how she can't pay back her student loans and she wants a raise. Ain't never worked. I mean, she's worked in her life, but it's like bartender, uh, public... I guess, community organizer, whiner, costing us jobs that we could have had 25000 in our district alone. I mean, the thing is, these are the real numbers here. 70% of people, 74% of people in a nationwide uh, survey recognize people, AOC by name, right? Only 22% view her favorably. My guess is that 22% is not in her district. I don't think people in that district, her constituents, are, are, are happy because like they, they're thinking like think of you you said stereotypes play a role right think about every person of color in that community thinking like man like i don't gotta worry about student loans i got welfare like but that's what i'm trying to say is there's a disconnect there like she's running on millennial and yeah. young person type but, deals but here's the thing but you know, if you really want to win in New York and out of the Bronx or Queens or whatever that district is, all you got to do is this. Men, I'm going to teach you how to be a mechanic and women, I'll teach you how to be a petition. And all of them would love you. You would win in a landslide because that's all they're qualified to do. All your mechanics is going to come from those areas. All your beauticians, all the women working in hair or you know nails and stuff you got to speak into the mic i can't quite hear you now okay, all of those people yeah look the only jobs they're qualified for is to be an auto mechanic for the guys 
and beauticians for the ladies. That's all she has to offer. Look, I'll teach you guys how to do the internships at, at these beauty salons and all this other stuff, crazy stuff, you know, but stuff that, that you don't need university for. Not, yeah, like, exactly. Because look, they're not that smart. I guarantee you this. They're not that smart. Why? Because the majority of them, when I say majority, like about 75%, you know, they're not qualified for college. They're not qualified to do anything. So they should join the military. And this, this is so that and all those aspects you described is this individual because she's a female minority immigrant entrepreneur and she's not super old either. She's in her thirties. Like it's, it's not, you know, it works out. Yeah. Dude, I think you're look at her picture. Look at her no, picture. No, no, I'm looking at it right now. No, but I'm, I think, I think it's safe to call it now. I think this person has a very, very good chance. You'll see might be dethroned. I'm just worried about if she wins, I don't know how much of that is. Uh... See, but she's not going to win. If she starts talking like the way Sean Hannity talks, she ain't winning shit. But if she's like legit and just goes, hey, look, fellas, I can teach you guys how to, you know, work at auto mechanics, start your own, start your own uh, <clears throat> auto garage. I could teach you all of that stuff. And I'll make sure we get you federal money. The banks will fund you. And then you guys can go open up a shop, like a mobile shop. You know, like AAA, you guys can work for AAA or do some kind of AAA stuff, and then you guys can go do a mobile auto repair in Albany and come back to Queens, making all that money. See, if she's smart, talks their language, and she should because she's Jamaican from there. She knows, and then she'll say, come on, it's time for you to stop being, and same thing with the women. I can teach you guys how to do like a mobile you know, nail salon service, or you guys could work in a Manhattan or whatever, you know, get your training, da, 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 da. And, and she can do this. She'll win. But if she starts talking like Sean Hannity, like, Oh, we got a lower tax, man, niggas don't be paying no taxes. <laughs> You're, be right. Paying You're no right. Taxes. You're right. You're right. They're going to care about tax cuts. So, but they want is money. And that's what's this. Cause Jamaicans know how to make money. They just do. But you know, a, black americans so like, she can't she can't she can't be a typical talking head she can't be a gop yeah, talking never, head never it doesn't work you know people there are gonna smell it right and i think aoc i i mean okay so here's here's my prediction and this is where the, the thought comes in right aoc won because of two reasons number one the actual democrat that was in that seat got lazy that that's the one big thing he got joe crowley got lazy that's what happened. So it with her, for many many years, right? With just one that. enough pull and a fresh face, you know, a decent looking face, a fresh face, good energy, she didn't get voted in on the crazy things that we know her for now. She got voted in for being young, hip, and appealing to that crowd. And you have to understand that when she rose to prominence, it was because she won the the primary there it's yeah. not because she won the election she won the primary so obviously that's going to surge up her popularity and she uh, she dethroned is, you gotta remember who was behind her yeah justice democrats and the young yeah. turks and all those people she was yeah, literally a paid actor she's literally yeah. a paid no, actor remember, remember this that that guy from the young i forget his i can't pronounce Jake his name Uger. properly check you he's the one that started that young justice book justice the, democrats yeah yeah, and then he got booted because they didn't like him. <laughs> His own organization. The only thing I'm worried about is is people who vote party affiliation in New York. That's the only thing I'm worried about because the the data is true. 
most people vote their party affiliation. Most people are registered Democrats there. That's my only seventy percent Democrat. That's the problem. So she's gonna have to get half of those Democrats to vote for her in order to win, because the Republicans don't like. Look, you gotta you know, black people just don't vote. (laughs) So like you know, black conservatives, they're like, "Eh, I ain't gonna vote because it's a waste of my vote. So unless you can motivate half of the you know that if, if she Democrat. goes around and stirs up and and takes it to the streets like AOC does don't go on Fox News forget Fox News Focus on the, no, that's I what I heard about it no, she no, no, I know she did but I, don't make that be a regular thing where you're just coming on and talking if she puts in the work and goes into the streets and does it grassroots style I think she'll be fine of course but, no but think about it she and, and that's the problem. She could be like those two diamond and silk people, you know. They they don't talk to the people in the streets. They're just they're like Candace Owens. Well, they're commentators, yeah. Yeah. Well, see, but that's the problem. These people, these people. Um, when I say these people, talk about the blacks, the black conservatives. Black conservatives do not talk to people on the streets. They don't. They only talk to conservatives they well they go what they what's and you're right because a lot of real black conservatives have made this comment where it's like stop going on laura ingram and actually take it to the streets and help people you know yeah. candace owens gets criticism because if you go to a blexit event it's all <laughs> white people it's like there's like five or six black people in the front row and that's about it and i'm not but saying that to discredit her i mean i have my criticism of candace owens but it's supposed to be a, a blexit movement but it's it's held it's not she's not going like door to door and going hey guys this is why you know we believe in what we believe she's not evangelical in her cause she's a money-making machine is what she is and the best way to do that is to go on sean hannity and go on laura ingram seriously i honestly don't think she's a christian it's the truth like i get it because uh i'm not a true christian either but at least i understand that conservative because think about it where does the first amendment come from i mean obviously it comes from jesus but it's when jesus said about the throwing the stone the first stone that's literally a part of the first amendment that that's the whole thing about you know your freedoms of, of, of to practice whatever it is to your freedom to you know be different because that's that's that basically freedom of speech is your freedom to be different your freedom to practice your religion is the freedom to be different the constitution doesn't it wasn't built for the majority the constitution was built to protect the minority or the one person who's completely different than everybody else and where does that come from it comes from that story when they were going to kill that whoever that person i don't know if it was a lady or a guy but they're going to kill that person and Jesus says, hey, those who have never sinned, cast the first stone. <laughs> and, and that's where it comes from. Literally, that's the First Amendment, right. is that story. And people don't even recognize that. That does not come from a Jewish perspective or a Muslim perspective. It doesn't. The First Amendment is literally the foundation of what Jesus was talking about. But then, you know, the founding fathers rewrote it to include everybody or whatever, because I think they understood what Jesus was talking about. <clears throat> so, you know, 
most people like what's her face candace owens like if you're not a christian you cannot be a concern a real conservative i know that without a doubt because if you just listen to those parables mm -hmm. and then you could pick which one is the first amendment second amendment third amendment fourth amendment and what's older you know jesus or the constitution <laughs> you know and that's just how it works that's how you break down science yeah and yeah. I don't, I don't think that a lot of these people, like the Charlie Kirks and the Candace Owens, it's like, it, it's popular to profess that you're a believer in God. But one thing I'll say is this: it, it's the demons acknowledge that God exists. Saying I believe in yeah, God don't mean me. anything. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Saying you believe in God doesn't really mean anything. What do you mean by that? You believe in Jesus? You believe he's your savior? You know, it's like there's a whole bunch of things, right? And I, I mean, we don't have to go down that road, but I just want to wrap it up on this note. I think that when it comes to this globalist front and presidential candidates, what most people don't seem to understand is that the very thing that progressives run on is the one thing that they're going to take advantage of because that's how it works, right? Bernie Sanders is all about break up the monopolies and everything. It's like, that's what got him there in the first place. Fascism is just the government owning the means of production right? Relinquishing control of corporations for government is not the way to go when it comes to doing these things. And I also just think it's hilarious just to say that if Kamala Harris, you know, does win the nomination, it's just going to be a funny interaction because Willie Brown really just spilled the beans. And this is not something like when she says she denied it in the early or the late nineties or whatnot. This is something from January of 29 where Willie Brown basically was just like, yep, Yep, I dated her while I was dating somebody else, and uh, I was sixty, she was twenty nine, and I, yeah, and it's just like that. I, I don't know how you come back from that. I don't know how how that's gonna be something that the American people are gonna go. Yeah, you know what? We're we're gonna go with that. We're gonna roll with that. No, but but I want to add to what you said about the demon thing and 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 Christ as Savior. Biden wants to be the savior of everybody. I'm telling you, progressives are all atheists. They all are. And they all believe they're God. And they want to be the people's savior. Seriously, they have a Messiah complex. All of them do. And that's why, you know, <clears throat> I didn't even know, you know, like I never even heard of that, that demons acknowledge that God exists. I'm thinking, well, yeah, they have to because... You know, like an atheist, you can tell if some, if an atheist yeah. doesn't, but like, because does an atheist believe in the devil? Most don't like, I never, why would the devil, this is a voodoo stuff. You guys are silly. But obviously if God exists and you got to believe that the devil's real, but most people, you know, they don't acknowledge that. So that's, I never even heard that expression before that even demons know that God's like, well, yeah, because it's from the same realm. But adding to that, the motivation and the why, because a lot of people will say, oh, why did Joe Biden say that? Why would he do it? Well, the money is just one aspect. But the main, but he has plenty of money. So what's he really saying? What's he really want? He wants to be worshipped. That's why he's doing what he's doing. Think about it. Trump is not being worshipped. He's being vilified. He's being crucified for his actions. Every single word that Trump says, he's being crucified for it. But Biden, he's going to be worshipped. 
And that's, you know, it's interesting when you talk about that demon stuff, because I'm thinking, yeah, that's Biden right there, man. You just described Joe Biden. That's what he's going to do. That's why they do what they do, the whole globalist movement, because they want to take over the world that they've created in his own image. Trust me on this. Obama, <laughs> Joe Biden. Oh, these dudes are, I'm telling you, I know evil. That's them. These guys are straight up evil. But either way, all right, I guess those are my final thoughts. But <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I think that this is going to be an interesting thing. I'm going to be following this Republican candidate uh, over the next few months, seeing where she goes with it. I mean, <laughs> I'm still laughing about that. <laughs> Well, we, what we did on this show today was we basically talked about globalists' agenda, and we also talked about perpetuating stereotypes because you're not wrong. People, even though they don't want to admit it, conservatives and progressives do the same thing. We run and we lend our support based off of what we're familiar with. A lot of times that's stereotypes. Here's the deal, though. You throw a hardworking, well-spoken individual into the mix – it's probably going to be all right. You know, you're going to gravitate and go, you know what? I don't care. And, and, and here's the thing. If we don't, it, even though we don't want to admit this, you hate to say things like this, but the race thing does play a role. Because if it was just some white lady, not a chance. Yeah, not a chance. Let's just be honest with ourselves here. If it were a white lady or a white man, there's not a chance. Especially if it's coming from the Republican side. Nah. But if you're black, you're Republican, and and I'm not. This is not to discredit her. I think she's great. I'm not discrediting her, but we have to understand that conservatives also play identity politics. That's just what they do. A lot of them, I'm willing to bet, if you sample it, are just happy to see that it's a Jamaican, and dismantling AOC's politics. Like you can't really get any worse than AOC. <laughs> you can only get better, right? So I think she's got a fair shot. I think it's great, and I'm gonna. You know, definitely. Wait, wait, before you end, before you end, I gotta say this because you brought up a good point about Republicans and identity politics. I don't know if you heard this, but yesterday during Trump's rally, they started chanting, "Send her back." Yeah, the Ilhan Omar thing. Oh man, that was a whole other thing. But the thing is now, he's actually. But see, here's the thing. Okay, so I'm glad you brought that up because he said, "I will try to certainly stop it." Trump said, "If that happens again." I will try to stop it. That's see, that's the thing. That that's another great thing we need to understand is you know, he people are also taking his tweets out of context. He never singled her out, but this is yep, never what did. journalists never did. do. He just said, if you don't like our country, go home. If you don't like it, go back. But here's the deal. People, and this is what I don't like about conservatives too. Like I get it that we all know in our heads that that's who he's referring to, but people will blame race, people will single her out. And unfortunately, Republicans are bad at this, too. It's like, well, no, but the Republicans right now are like, oh, I disavowed that chant. Oh, that chant was bad because they're stupid. Like, I don't understand why every, not every, not guys like you or. And well, here's the thing. That's the problem is everybody's going to hold Trump responsible for people chanting that when. The reality is, there's a lot that's of- not racist, though. That's the point. It's like, but these Republicans are so stupid. They go, oh, that's racist. How? Why is that even racist? Why is that even racist? It's not. It's not. It's not. Thing. And that's why you're right. They play identity, identity politics, but they lose at it. Don't play in a game that you guys don't understand. Oh, my God. It, it's just, um, look, Republicans are gutless. That's why Trump's our president. Because Trump has guts. He don't care. 
You know, he can take it. He takes the punishment. He really does. I, I don't think there's ever been. But a, he shrugs it off. He's just like, no, I don't understand why people are acting this way. They're so unprofessional in all their ways. And he just goes on with his day. <laughs> it's almost like him going bankrupt and dealing with real estate deals were more difficult than what he's doing now. I mean, he, he works more. He's got to work more now. But I mean, you take it from him. This guy knows what it's like to lose everything and get it all back. So to him, he's like, ah, it's part of the job. <laughs> you know, without a doubt. So, you know how yesterday we talked about self-love? The last thing I want to end the show on was I was watching an interview with him. And he literally said, like, after, this was like from yesterday when he was before he got in his airplane. He was like, well, I love what I do. I just love it. I love people. I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't love what I do. They're all doing a fantastic job. Those were his words. But Arnold said that in his speech. He's like, you got to have a purpose. You have to love what you do. That's why he's got guts because he loves it. It's people think, oh man, you know, he's got to deal with all this. He enjoys it. He actually, it gives him energy and he can go out and do rallies five days a week. Yep. No, no. And that's true. And, I, and that's the first, not the first commandment from the Jewish Bible, but that's Jesus' first commandment. Love God as you would love yourself. He talks about self-love. I'm telling you, that is the key. You got to work at loving yourself. I'm telling you, it ain't easy because a lot of times you do things and you feel shame and people dwell on that. But that I'm telling you, uh, uh, we can, get, we should talk about that soon again, like about, you know, shame and guilt and crap like that like feeling bad for yourself after you do something bad you know what i mean yeah Yeah, because that's uh oh my god yeah anyway but yeah i guess we should end it but (laughs) yeah well thank you guys for tuning into today's show if you guys like what you heard please go on to itunes and leave us a review it really means a lot and i know you've probably noticed some uh ads on this podcast but hey gotta monetize right so thank you guys for listening and we'll see you all soon